be perfectly fine. Fine. Okay, fine. 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 You're listening to Everything is Fine in Southwest Washington, a political podcast where we recognize that everything is not at all fine and discuss what we can do about it. I'm Carissa. And I'm Sydney, a.k.a. Evelyn. All right, we are covering the midterm elections. And it looks like the Washington generals pulled it off. Uh, <laughs> unexpected, they did it. Um, and I don't know about you, Carissa, but I am feeling very buoyed. Yeah. Is the word, I think. Yeah, there's a lot to celebrate, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this weird pride in America, which I've literally never (laughs) felt in my life. I'm like, good job, guys. Like we, there is a too far and we reached it, I think. Yeah. That people said, no, we're not going this fucking far. And yeah, that's, that's really good to, I mean, I did not expect any, I mean, nobody expected any of this, but yeah. Um, It's definitely a good sign. For sure. For the future. And there's, you know, the big, like, the news is like, the youth turnout was amazing. Mm-hmm. And it absolutely was. And I think we'll get into kind of why we think that is and um, kind of bigger stuff. But I think we're going to start out with our big local win. Holy guacamole. Marie Glusenkamp Perez just trounced Joe <laughs> Pulls it out. <laughs> and our plus four district here um, that got even more red with redistricting in 2020. Um, she pulled it out. He is yet to concede as of time of recording. He wants to get all those extra cured ballots in. Yeah, but Marie is on her way to D.C. for freshman orientation. So tough. Tough Joe Kent. So Joe Kent can go back to his day job, which is actually non-existent. So never mind. Yep. (laughs) Hopefully he leaves Washington. His day job in the CIA or uh, working for Peter Thiel. He's Peter Thiel's blood boy. He can go back to that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So he just moved to Amboy basically just to run. So it'll be interesting to see um, if he moves away again or my prediction is I think he's gunning for a spot in right wing media. Fox is probably not right enough for him, but I think that's kind of his angle. Do you think we'll see him pop up again in politics here? Oh, yeah. I mean, really? He well, Oh, oh, here. I, well, I was just going to say um, I could see him doing media. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I could see him. I could see him running again. Maybe. I don't know what for, for what. I mean, I hope not. Your but. voice is not convincing. <laughs> <laughs> like if you lost this seat that Jamie held for so long. Right. It's, and it's pretty shameful. Like in the district changed. Like it used to include Klickitat County and now it includes a chunk of Thurston County. So that changed, like I said, in 2020. And that chunk of Thurston County is right outside McCord Air Force Base, which is super red. So it got redder since the last time Jamie won. And he still was unable to sell. He was unable to sell. We're going to destroy your whole life. It's going to be messy. That's hard to believe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, I promise you nothing but pain ahead. Why didn't you vote for me? And uh, special thanks, I think, right, to Jamie Herrera Butler. Yep. Thank you for your service, Jamie. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw her pop up again. Yeah. That would make sense. She's like, so you miss me yet? <laughs> Coming <laughs> yeah. back. That's why I think it's really important that Marie has to materially deliver for the people of this district. Um, so yeah, we can't wait to hear how she plans to do that. Cause I think you have to materially make people's lives better. And she seems to understand that. Um, especially with a lot of, you know, we weren't keen on her in the beginning. 
Um, but after we met her and after listening to her um, and how she kind of eventually like honed her message mm-hmm. toward the end, I think she was really focused on working families and what the struggle is because she lives it. Um, I think that's really just what took her over the finish line is like, you can't, you can't argue with or deny that she's like a regular working person that like cares about those issues. So, um, and lives them. Like she has to bring her kid to work because they can't afford childcare. Um, like now I'm glad she'll have some decent healthcare, right? Cause she's gets Nancy Pelosi's healthcare. (laughs) It's great. Um, and I was actually just thinking, like I was discussing it with uh, my mom actually about the realities of her going to Congress now. Like you have the small business, you have a small child. What does that actually look like? Like if you think about it, that's actually a really big sacrifice she made. I she, know to have to go to fly to DC. Yeah. Like you know. to leave her and like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel comfortable. Like you don't shutter a business that, you know, you're serving a two year term. That's insane. Right. And then, like the, her husband's probably going to have to yeah it down or it's not like a congressional you have to have a home there it's not like your salary is like you're not a baller you know yeah um and unless you take corporate cash which marie does she not does not <laughs> not a baller <laughs> one of the things we like about her <laughs> thank you marie yeah, yeah she's beholden to the people who fund her and her district so yeah and also just the bravery her bravery in that she's ran against somebody whose constituency was so scary Mm-hmm. and like intimidating and that's you know the cruelty is the point from them and that took a lot so I think I really admire her and admire her bravery and I'm just really fucking happy she did it like I hope she feels like incredible yeah and yeah and yeah we feel great about it too man it's happy to be over Definitely. for now so I think we're kind of floating on the Marie win a little bit, but I think our local candidates, unfortunately didn't do as well as we would have hoped. Yeah. Um, I think one of them did really well (laughs) Uh, as we hoped, but kind of what we expected. Yeah. Right. Our spidey sense going into it was that it would, this is how the chips would fall. Uh, so Sue Marshall in district five trounced Don Benton. So another rejection of a MAGA, uh, Republican, even though that's Mm -hmm. a nonpartisan race. Mm hmm. And unfortunately, Tartisha and Hector both, so far as we know, have lost their races. I think that they're they're down a number of votes. It's insurmountable, even though there's about fifteen to twenty thousand more votes left to count in Clark County. Yeah, Tartisha was closer to Belcott um, compared to the margin between uh, Hector and Glenn. That was a pretty big yeah. win on Glenn's part, unfortunately. But that's. Hopefully he'll do to him misleading people on mm-hmm. <laughs> whether he's a progressive dude or not, in my opinion. But, um, but yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, better than a MAGA candidate, of course. For sure. Um, what, I think Don Steinke, unfortunately, lost as well. Yeah, uh, probably because that's just not a race anybody is Knows paying much too about. much attention to. Um, I'd be curious if there were people who just didn't vote in that race because they didn't know enough about it or... I, that's what I wonder about all the we can look Clark at the County. data and dig in a little bit and yeah. see yeah because for Marie to win that hard then it seems like maybe people weren't or paying didn't attention know. to the yeah because Michelle Belcott is a MAGA candidate too yeah you like know. I know people whose like parents split their ballot uh, Tiffany Smiley and then Marie and then Michelle because uh, honestly Marie and Michelle or excuse me um Michelle and Tiffany Smiley both talked to the local like business alliance here and did a lot of like, 
just one of you. And I don't think Shartisha did as much of that. Um, yeah. Um, um, Ray Reynolds. Yeah, Ray. Goodbye, Ray Reynolds. Thank you for running so we could find out that you are a transphobic piece of shit. Um, <laughs> so you guys might not know this. So, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say you guys might not know this, but the Colombian, after we did our ep- little mini episode on Ray Reynolds exposing his transphobia and his uh, promised wild overreach of the law, one of our listeners started a petition and we filed a complaint. Um, he's currently employed with Vancouver PD. And the petition got quite a bit of action and the Colombian picked it up and Vancouver PD is investigating those claims. So now he lost his sheriff's race and we hope he loses his job because nobody like that should be in any kind of position of authority. I'm trying really hard to not curse right now because I know because it's just outrageous. Yeah. But I feel like honestly proud of us for doing that and proud of you, Carissa. You were the one that really led that and did now a that, simple google search yeah <laughs> real real <laughs> deep diving i did compared to the colombian but, sherlock yeah. holmes over here found it no but i just think it's pretty freaking cool that that seems like a tangible win on our part and i yeah. think that's pretty awesome yeah I, if we influenced a couple votes like that's great yeah. we're sending him packing as far as being sheriff and uh yeah hopefully he does lose his his job because that's what he decided to do was pander to these crazy MAGA conspiracy people and showed his true self and um yeah he's gotta he's gotta go completely so definitely that's a win yeah another <laughs> win. A win yeah another win is brett simpson went down in flames he was our <laughs> oh, candidate he went in so much yeah know. so bad he was our candidate for auditor and so he was screening 2000 mules or whatever the movie is and claiming that our mail-in vote he was going to change the mail-in voting system from a county auditor position like just so much ignorance wrapped up into one little small man. Um, his very big signs, though. He had very he had oh some gosh. funding. <laughs> his signs were like, like he was trolling via his signs. Um, yeah, I'm sure if you live in the area, you saw them where he, there'd be one up, and it would be like, "You trust the elections?" And the next <laughs> one would be like, "I forget even all." Just, like so tacky as fuck. Just and like terrible like font and like various <laughs> colors and they're still up and he's like would like refresh them it was very odd his wife's a local realtor so if you're looking to buy a house make sure her last name is not simpson <laughs> so we are going keeping yeah. our long-standing county auditor thankfully uh so those are a couple wins yeah um i was just pulling up uh unless you have a list the like the washington legislature it looks like we didn't do so well. Not great, there. but not bad. Was there, I didn't see any wins yet. I must have missed something. Sharon but. Wiley, all those people won. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Sharon I'm, Wiley, Monica Stonier, um, they okay. all won. Okay, great. Yeah. I was just looking at state reps. So McClintock won over Zingale. Yeah. And Duncan Kamado, I think, lost. But those were in the 17th, and that's really red. Okay. So that wasn't that necessarily those, those in play pickups. anyways. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, that's good. But everything in the 49th, I think, yeah, they all held their seats, so. Okay, that's pretty cool then. Yeah. Um, so we talk about nationwide wins? Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's a couple of cool ones. Um, We're talking about candidates first and then maybe the other stuff. Oh, yeah. Initiatives, initiatives sure. and stuff after that? or Yeah, definitely. Okay. So we can talk about candidates that were stoked. Um, I have been a... John Fetterman stan for a long time. 
Uh, I'm thrilled with his win. Um, I know there's some policies he has that I disagree with, like we've talked about. Um, but I think running in his state, he ran an amazing race and he beat Dr. Oz, Mehmet Oz. So I think that's a huge win in my, uh, in the house. My big wins are the new squad members. Um, so the big one was Summer Lee in yeah, Pennsylvania also. Like the most exciting. And yeah. Summer Lee was spent, I think they spent millions it was $2 million or $4 million APAC spent against her in the primary and then again in her general election. For those who don't know, the APAC is the Israel lobby. Yeah. Uh, and Maxwell Frost. Oh, so she overcame that. Maxwell Frost won in Florida. He's really exciting. He came out of like the Parkland shooting youth movement. He's our first Gen Z, I think, member of Congress. Yeah, he's 25, I think, is what I read. He's 28. <laughs> I think. Oh, 28. Okay. I think so. <laughs> wow. Still like that's incredible. Um, yeah. and he won in a, you know, deep blue district in Florida, but still the fact that we have now Gen Z in Congress, that's amazing. Um, Delia Ramirez, is she in Illinois and then Greg Cesar in, in Texas. Texas, right? So those are the four like assumed new squad progressive members. So that's super exciting. Yeah. Um, Katie Porter won her race. Another. Okay. Was there any exciting in the Senate other than Fetterman? Nothing I mean, exciting. as far as progressives. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> Fetterman was definitely the big, yeah. like Catherine Cortez Masto in Nevada. Like she sucks, but at least she's a dumb. Um, so as it sits now, it's 51 sen- Democratic senators. Plus there's going to be the runoff. 50, 49 is where we are. Plus oh. the runoff. So the runoff would give us 51. If, Got you. Could you imagine having the Senate hinging on Herschel Walker if you were a Republican right now? <laughs> oh my gosh. So obviously, yeah, we have a runoff. Dude, why is that race that close? At one time, science said man came from apes. Did it not? Did. Well, what well, this was interesting though. If that is true, why are there still apes? Think about it. As you well know, there is a woman who reportedly says that she was in a long relationship yes. with you, has a 10-year-old son with you, that you paid for the cost of an abortion. Were you ever aware of her having an abortion? I know nothing about an abortion. I know it's a lie. So what we do is we got to put from the Green New Deal millions of billions of dollars cleaning our good air up. So all of a sudden, China and India ain't putting nothing in there cleaning that situation up. So all that bad air is still there. But since we don't control the air, our good air decided to float over to China, bad air. <laughs> so when China gets our good air, that bad air got to move. <laughs> so it moves over to our good air space. And now we got to clean that back up. Because he's a Georgia Bulldog. That's football is life in Georgia. Oh fuck, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he's a. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know this. My husband had to school me, and I'm probably going to get it wrong, and he might get mad. So Herschel Walker was like a really good football player, and then when he went to join, when they would typically go to join the NFL, he joined Trump's like or some football league that tried to like challenge the NFL. Sorry, I'm getting this wrong. I know but this is the general gist. And basically he like played for Trump's team and then served like, like for a long time. So he's been like an employee of Trump for a long time. Oh my so just, God. Let's continue that. And then I think he served on some like health board or something in the Trump administration. 
I don't know, in addition to all of his like domestic violence and he aborting served babies. in the Trump administration. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> oh he was crap. on some board. I'm pretty sure. Like, the... oh no, oh my god, yeah, that's that's crazy. Okay, yeah, football's life in Georgia. Definitely, he's a Georgia bulldog. So he's got a yeah. Herschel Walker has a really complicated history, and I hope that Raphael Warnock is able to pull that out in Georgia, but. Yeah, I don't think there was any other like exciting Senate races other than the fact that like Patty Murray won here in Washington against Tiffany Smiley and polls were shit. Yeah, was, I was going to say like she beat her by like 14 points why or do something. We keep, why do we keep falling for the polls? Like, <laughs> I was I, at one point I knew the polls were fucked up yeah. ever since. Yeah. And so I want to get Trump into that. Hillary, but yeah, yeah. And we talk later about like kind of trends and strategy. It was really frustrating to see, I guess we can just talk about it now, the analysis of our district from people that don't live here, that don't understand, that didn't weren't even seemingly paying attention to percentages of votes coming from which counties. A lot of national pundits seem to think that Thurston, the entirety of Thurston County is included in our district, which it's definitely not. Um, and just people not understanding like the different county makeups here. So then uh, obviously seeing how incorrect they were about our own area, what we're seeing on the ground, of course, you extrapolate that to like, well, are all the like, what go to the polls? And if you look at how they poll, who do you answer your phone if it's like a no, exactly, no. which is probably by why the young people yeah. like yeah. I have a spam blocker that sends all that, you know, I don't even get it. <laughs> yeah, there's like, you know, there's like retired people that yeah. are like, hello, they're oh just gosh. like waiting to answer the phone. <laughs> they're like, I'm so bored. I've just answered me and my dog here. <laughs> yeah, like I've answered a couple when I'm at my grandfather's house, they call and it'll say like political poll. And I'm always like, oh yeah, let me answer it. <laughs> and you can tell like by the questions, like they ask super leading questions too, like how much does Joe Biden suck on a scale? <laughs> like, you know, it's like super leading and, but I, yeah, I'm a sucker for it uh, when I actually get the calls, but that's, I'm, I think. <laughs> because you're ready to debate. You're like, all right, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm the exception to the rule. But yeah, the polls are clearly off, especially. Like, like very off with Tiffany Patty Smiley and, and Patty okay. Murray. Yeah. Yeah. I think they said anywhere from 11 to 14 points that Patty, like they were off by that much. So Patty Murray easily got reelected here. She's unfortunately not going anywhere, but we wouldn't want to replace her with Tiffany Smiley. Exactly. Like let's, uh, let's challenge her from the left. Yeah. That'd be great. In the future. But um, yeah, glad she has, has won for now. So we could talk about the different wins, um, like ballot initiatives and things in states that won. So, like, Oregon put uh, a right to affordable health care in their constitution. Yeah, so not, like, huge progressive wins, like, in the Senate, of course, but the Senate is such a glacial body that you don't expect those kind of things to to happen. Um, Tim Ryan challenged J.D. Vance, another... Oh, we should talk about that. Peter Thiel's boys going down. <laughs> so, <laughs> All yeah, over the place. Yeah, you had... Uh, JD, well, JD Vance is the one that did oh, go he down. Is, he did yeah, win, yeah, yeah damn it. <laughs> um, but he's the only one. So JD Vance beat Tim Ryan in Ohio, and then uh, last night, as of recording, um, Mark Kelly beat Blake Masters, the first school shooter to run for Senate. He's not actually a school shooter, but he definitely gives off school shooter vibes. <laughs> if you ever watched any of his like ads, he's like a competitive um, like shooter, and he's creepy as shit. He's pull him up dude it's it's <laughs> rough i'm like i can't believe that didn't sell like he's like every guy you thought at your high school was gonna turn to a shooter anyway he lost <laughs> another peter teal guy uh and joe can't hear a peter teal guy mm -hmm. but 
JD Vance did win there. Um, so I think the big, my big takeaway from this race is that it seems to me like there's been a deviation from what's considered conventional wisdom since like the mid nineties. Like you saw when cable started, when C-SPAN started, when Newt Gingrich became speaker of the house, they really knew actually was good at this making all politics national and tying Democrats to the national policies, national party, instead of especially congressional candidates being able to uh, prioritize and focus on their local districts. He tied everything to national. So like, Oh, why do results follow presidential approval ratings? Because it's all national. Well, we all know that's not true. Like, yes, they vote on things at a national level, but you know, you have omnibus bills and pork that comes to your district because you value things in your district, not because the president wants there to be a bridge in Washington state. You know what I mean? Like, right. And so I saw a big shift, I think, away from the idea that politics are national. And you saw a lot of candidates shunning the national party. And in a lot of those cases were either successful or more successful than Joe Biden. And Tim Ryan is one of them. Tim Ryan actively did not want Joe Biden to campaign with him. I think he lost his race because he was at the very end, like did some anti-populist, like anti-young people, like shitting on the student um, debt forgiveness and shitting on the legalizing weed. Um, I think if he had differentiated himself economically uh, from Joe Biden, even though Joe Biden was not my guy, but I don't have the same criticisms of Joe Biden as a lot of people do, unfortunately. Um, if he had just prior or supported those things for the youth, like the student loan forgiveness, legalizing marijuana, those type of things, I think he probably would have beat J.D. Vance. He didn't, but he did differentiate himself from the party in a lot of ways. You also saw people like Summer Lee, um, Marie here, did get got no support from the DCCC. They just thought this race was dead. And I ultimately think that helped her. Like, guess what? You know, they don't want me or they don't support me. I'm just supported exactly, by you guys. Exactly, because that was Kent's go-to. Yeah, it was like her and Nancy Pelosi. But like, yeah, she's just going to vote with them. She's just going to be yeah. just like them. There's more of the same Democrat. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was hammering her on that. And yeah. So I think seeing that is good because I think that's how Democrats can actually win because I think Dems know their districts if they're from their districts. Um, I think overall we saw people voting for things um, instead of like voting just to prevent devolving completely into a fanatical troglodyte hellscape, um, <laughs> which was their plan. But then it's like Joe Biden did do a few things. So Joe Biden was not my guy. It's not my presidential candidate. Probably the last on our list of presidential. Oh, no, mine was, I think my last was Kamala, if oh, I'm being fuck, honest. Oh, yeah. fuck, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Followed by Pete. I don't trust Pete and his, <laughs> oh, yeah. his fucking mineral map. No. I don't trust you, dog. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, we could go back. <laughs> anyway, but Joe was not really my guy, uh, but he did do a lot of material good for the American people, and I would argue he probably is the best president of my lifetime. And I call him Brandon half the time. He's not my guy, but he did bring back a lot of jobs to the Midwest and actually Democrats outperformed Biden more in the Midwest where he's made material conditions better. So with the CHIPS Act, with um, the Inflation Reduction Act, he did some antitrust stuff that benefited people in that area and all over the country, um, right to repair, um, the student debt forgiveness and legalizing marijuana are also obviously good things. He did end the war in Afghanistan. Uh, people criticized the way that happened. That was Trump's plan. He executed it uh, because he was in a deal with the Taliban, but that's beside the point. My point is he has done things that materially benefit the people here. The war only benefits, I guess, those families of those people that came home. But 
my point is they gave, it gave Democrats something to run on and something to run for that we will do this. We will codify Roe. We will do these things. If you give us more power, we've shown you we can do other things instead of just avoiding that, you know, troglodyte hellscape that we were headed toward. Um, and I think the Republicans ultimately, like they're running on everything, like shitting on all the youth. Like you thought you could just shit on the youth and that was going to get you the wins. So like you saw Democrats outperforming people in working class areas and with the youth. Those were the two big takeaways. Like, yeah, and continue to deny climate change and offer anything yeah. by way of that. So yeah, it's like, why would the youth ever vote for you for yeah. any reason? They're just like, you're trans and our kids and there's <laughs> rainbow fentanyl and like, like just shitting on everything. Like, Especially like the youth is also like very LGBTQ plus positive. Not even probably, it's just not a thing to like, I'm like, right. oh, you're gay. Great. Nobody, like nobody thinks no one about gives it. A shit except you guys for some fucking reason. Yeah. Why are you thinking about gay people all the time? <laughs> it's just weird. Like it is like so much projection. Like if you're obsessed that people are like diddling kids, you're probably diddling a kid. <laughs> fucking weirdo. Like, yeah, it's just like, that's a whole nother podcast once again. <laughs> But I think like the Republican party ultimately represents like this a whole bunch of anger and anxiety. And like that actually presents as like a policy grievance toward Gen Z. Like these are like, they're trying to capture these older voters that are 65 plus with all this anger and fear and anxiety, but anger and fear at the young people. Like you guys are, the, they tell us that we're the laziest generation that if we just stopped eating avocado toast, that if we, you know, we're, we're, meanwhile, we're like the most educated, hardest working, like still making less than, you know, our grandparents did, no matter where you went to college, even if you went to an Ivy League college, you're statistically less successful than your parents. So I think that's not a winning strategy for Republicans either. Like, hey, all of our voters are dying. Um, 65 and plus, like already this election, Gen Z canceled out all the vote of those that are 65 plus. So if you're not appealing to young people, you're a dying party. And I think looking at the math, it looks like in about eight years, they'll go the way of the Whig party if they don't get their shit together. So don't get your shit together, guys. We can start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You're doing great. Um, so I think that's brings me hope. And a lot of focus is like on youth voter, but also youth, like the youth, I say in quotes, like I'm a millennial, like I'm not young. You know, but I think that when they're like, oh, how many millennials are in Congress or whatever, there should be more young people running too. And you will see that. You will see more Gen Z joining Maxwell Frost in Florida. Yeah. So yeah, it's not just youth vote. Like we're coming to take our government for us for the future because we believe in it. Yeah. And you guys can tell us that we're screwed and there's nothing to believe in and sell us anger and anxiety. But I think you're seeing the youth are like, yeah, no, I'm good. Like you're not going to take away my right to control my body. You're not going to, you know, throw us all in jail for simple marijuana charges. You're not going to, you know, control us. We have a say in our future and we're going to make our future and not just go along for the ride. Mm -hmm. So I think that gives me a lot of hope too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. So what? <laughs> oh, wait, one last thing about that, because it made me laugh out loud that some Republicans were floating, increasing the voting age after this election <laughs> oh my fucking god dude. i was like well they were like make it 21 make it 21 and i'm like 
pretty soon you're going to be like, make it 45, make it 45. <laughs> so, okay. So then you can have a gun before you can vote. Okay. Yeah. 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 Of course. Genius. Uh, I'm like, yeah, sure. Make the voting age uh, 21. Cause you're like panicked. They, like they'd rather do that than like yes. actually offer do something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's the, so sad. The other sad thing mm-hmm. is that a lot of these elections are super close. Like I haven't checked today, but how close is like Lauren Boebert's race and how many people died in her district because she told them not to get the COVID vaccine. If you lose your race by a thousand votes, how many people, how many constituents died in your district? So I think how many did you kill off? Yeah. Yeah. You intentionally, like you killed them off way to go. (laughs) So I think that should be discussed and I hope, hopefully there's some analysis about that later as well. Yeah. So do we want to talk about what, we think should be next for the democratic party well we we just discussed what like the winning winning strategies are and what the trends are yeah what do we think democratic party leadership is going to do what should we look for well i guess i'm trying to think what it, like yeah you know like, biden he had to be pulled dragged over to the fucking finish line for student debt cancellation you know he didn't do as much as he promised he would on the campaign trail he like put yeah. it off and was like i don't know if i have the authority and then yeah you know so there's it's like yeah some material things made it through but um not enough like they're like, kicking and screaming yeah trying to do as as little as possible um in my view and you know they the democrats did fund maga candidates during the primaries because they wanted extreme and that's like super dangerous because we could have had MAGA candidates because of that and that's like scary as fuck like they should just be offering like you said something to vote for rather than something to vote against and just get like you know put up the scariest mofo (laughs) that you're like terrified of taking away all your rights and like (laughs) you know so unfortunately what will they learn from this i guess is my is what i don't think they're gonna learn anything from it because those tactics worked in most of those races or i think all of them it worked so unfortunately i don't think the pied piper strategy is going anywhere i think they will continue to bolster the scariest like awful candidates and there was some talk that that happened in our race here so like there's a guy on twitter who like posts right-wing shit like to bring it to light his name's ron philip something (laughs) um and he posted like today that he was asked to not post about joe kent that they wanted to they didn't want to like drag him down and that seems dangerous um i think you need to like disinfect with light you know a lot of these candidates but as far as what we see going forward with our dems uh in congress i think number one that depends on if we win the house or not right right now it's a long shot so without the House, I think it looks like a pretty tumultuous two years. Um, we will be able to control judges and that kind of thing in the Senate, which is great. Do you think they'll do anything in the last six weeks? In the lame duck? If they, yeah. if they do not pass abortion rights in the lame duck, I will be very disappointed. Do you think they feel pressure to? Do you think people are going to organize and push and make this a thing i don't know i don't, I, I don't I really see don't movement know. there yet but i do see some grumblings that like the that was such a huge win like we'll get to talking about kind of state wins but like in kentucky it was a huge winner um i think if they see this little period of time as the only time to codify rights like that 
they have to. I just like, so don't pass your women's, whatever the bill is called, just pass straight Roe v. Wade and protect women. Um, some states like Illinois put the right to, oh no, excuse me. That was California. We'll get to that later. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what to expect. I hope they do some shit in the lame duck. Um, cause they did just win a pretty big mandate for their, you know, Joe Biden's Brandon's policies. Big win for Brandon. Actually the biggest win I think since for any party, maybe ever since other than FDR, other than 2000, well, um, midterm win, excuse me, with the exception of 2002 when we were all like rah, rah, you know, protect America from foreign terrorists. Terrorism. Yeah, Yeah. Rallying around the flag. So it was wildly successful. Um, Yeah. Which feels good. But at the same time, it's like they were wildly successful by just like giving us crumbs. Yeah. Like we know you've been starving for 10 years, but here's, you know, lick these crumbs and we're I like, know. thank you. Good. Uh, sir. can I have sadly, another? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's how I feel sometimes. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just, I'll take this win. You know? Yeah. It was it's, like Nina Turner saying a shit sandwich or half a shit sandwich. Well, they gave us this. Yeah. Well, yeah. So either way we like the public pressure is, is where it's got to be. Right. Because yeah. like, we cannot count on the Democrats to like do the fucking right thing. <laughs> well, no, and, that's, and so we, yeah, like, like, I think that's the only reason Joe Biden did a lot of the stuff he did was because exactly. So he didn't want to pass student debt. Like, you know, no, I mean, I mean, I think he, so that's where I'm like, I think maybe he did. Cause he did go against Joe Biden, his wife and Janet Yellen, our, uh, treasury secretary. No, what? Did, I don't uh, know. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. Like, did I get that wrong? It's been a long week. <laughs> So he did go against them to pass it. And I started, I'm starting to wonder if he's not more a result of how, or how he's governed or yeah, how he's governed as president is more a result of the time he lives in and the pressure he feels from the outside. Because there's like a really Mm -hmm. good book written about Joe Biden um, called Yesterday's Man that I reread and reread chapters of just how he's been a chameleon his whole career, like fighting for the center, fighting for power, not fighting for anything I would believe in, like his whole career. And now all of a sudden he is doing a couple things. So I think he is subject or he's a, what's the right word? Like malleable or did you already yeah, say he's malleable? malleable for sure. But I think it's a result of the activism and the time he's governing in. Like if he was president in the eighties. Well, yeah. Know, so he passed it because he wanted to win, not because he especially cares about student debt. I but guess I think is my point. There's a lot of pressure of on the him. Pressure. But I don't think any president has governed from their heart. I think it's always pressure. Well, and the other point, yes. So Roe v. Wade yeah. was decided under a conservative Nixon court. Yeah. Correct. The EPA was created under Nixon, like NEPA, like a bunch of environmental law. And that yeah. was because the social conditions were such yeah. that they just couldn't ignore it anymore. They had to do something about yeah. it. So like, you know, if I can see how people are still like super negative about like, yeah, the half shit sandwich and the shit sandwich, but yeah. like we need to understand where our energies and where our power lies yeah. and that like, this is great because we just smacked, we smacked fascism down. Now we can focus, you know, exactly. At least for a while, I'm not going to say we we've staved it off forever, but like, that's good. Now that's out of the way. Now we can, now we can focus on the Democrats and, and doing and better. For more. And, yes, exactly. Because if they want to continue to win, they need to continue to improve the lives of their constituency exactly. in a material manner. And yeah, I just, I think, I think we're at a point now where, you know, laws don't follow, laws follow 
public opinion. A public opinion don't follow laws, right? You can pass any law you want. And if public opinion is like, that's bunk, it, you're not going to, it doesn't work out. You yeah. know, you don't follow it or whatever happens. So I think right now our goal should be to change public opinion and laws will follow. So if we educate and inform and show people that a better, like that's kind of what they did. They kind of showed us like the government can do shit for you. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. You pay a lot in taxes and they can actually do stuff. And maybe COVID showed that too. Like they were like, definitely oh, shit, like what Ashley said. Checks? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all can, maybe we should start asking for more than. <laughs> yeah. Like we pay you so much and you don't give us anything. And now wait, what? You can wipe 10 grand of our debt? Like, which, you know, it's like a pittance compared to what we would like to see. Um, and actually Toledo, Ohio, uh, wiped their medical debt for everyone in their town which is the craziest most progressive thing i've it's ever amazing. heard of happening in america like that like, they Toledo's, call bernie crazy for that like yeah. they're yeah and like toledo is a it's little wild. bit bigger than vancouver it's like three hundred forty thousand people or something but yeah amazing things are possible when you pressure local officials and you agitate a little bit and make your opinions known because if you just have known opinions and you're just yelling about them in your car or talking to your spouse about them or whatever that doesn't get anywhere. So I think, yeah, change public opinion, which is what we try to do with this podcast, inform, educate, and maybe change public opinion and then agitate a little bit, you know, talk to your legislators, let them know what you want, be vocal. And hopefully this podcast can be an organizing tool as well, guys. Like if, like what can we do here? Let us know, like, what should we, what, what are the next steps for our community? What should we do? What should we be pushing the Clark County Council to do? I mean, we've, we've got Sue Marshall on there. I think Glenn could be pushed on quite a few things. He, he claims to care about the environment. He claims (laughs) to care about, I think he really does care about the homeless and affordable housing, whether we agree with um, His his solutions or not. Um, those other two guys, I don't know. <laughs> Belcott's going to be a problem. But hey, like like Belcott. we're saying, like with enough agitation and pressure, they have to respond to it. Like it just depends how like, much are we willing and, you know, and there should be a strategy as to like where we should put our efforts because we don't have an unlimited unlimited supply of, of energy and efforts. But like, um, you know, what can we do with a ballot initiative? What can we do? What can we push for at the state legislature? Um you know, there's so many things. Yeah, we definitely want your feedback. We want to hear from you. And we'll stop Michelle Belcott from genociding every houseless person. That would be a huge win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as far as what is possible on a local level, like I think ballot initiatives are pretty pretty great things. So you saw direct democracy. Yeah. Yes. You saw Colorado uh pass psilocybin. Um Oregon added a fundamental right to health care to their constitution. Um, California and Michigan added the right to uh, abortion to their constitution. And it was also added in Kentucky, right? And Vermont. So that's huge wins. What is that? California, Michigan, Kentucky, Vermont. Yeah, that's And Oregon. Right. Or Oregon was health care, excuse me, not just abortion. Oregon already has it, I think, in their constitution. So those are huge wins in Kentucky for abortion, which passed by like 74% or something. Abortion is popular regardless of party. (laughs) People don't want to be told what to do with their body. Mm -hmm. I think that's, but the idea that Oregon passed the right to healthcare, that's huge. 
very huge yeah sounds so, like a step in the direction of so if you guys universal hopefully yeah if you guys didn't know there is um i think massachusetts also passed a single payer health care is that right all of the districts districts voted for it okay and then it has to go on to be passed by the elected officials somehow i think and, but like they think that a lot of people think that those people are on the right side and they will pass it given nice. I know vote. we have some listeners in Massachusetts, so we if we, we need do? to be corrected. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. On Massachusetts, I just found this out today. The millionaire's tax? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. To fund education and transportation, anyone who makes a salary over a million dollars a year gets taxed a little bit. Imagine that. Yeah. And who can argue with that? No wonder it passed. Yeah. Like, yeah. You take the politician out of a lot of these issues and people are on the progressive side of them and that's the beauty of ballot initiatives yeah what about um, elections and voting what were those wins uh arizona re- rejected photo photo id requirements uh connecticut um did an amendment for in-person early voting michigan expa- expanded voting access um so early voting absentee ballot drop boxes no voter id with a signed affidavit av- sorry excuse me affidavit um oh nevada passed top five primaries in ranked choice voting was was nice. there other ranked choice voting i thought something else just came in dang it i mean maybe i know not. that this was the first race that alaska is using ranked choice voting oh, okay okay maybe that was just the where one sarah palin is biting the dust up there <laughs> <laughs> yep and then in marijuana uh, maryland legalized it and missouri legalized it i think it maybe failed someplace north it Dakota. did but i mean the fact that it was on the ballot you know that's that's a step forward too i mean you know hopefully next time oh i think it was arkansas wasn't it i know that washington <laughs> dc eliminated i was talking about wages now washington yes. dc eliminated the tipped minimum wage thank goodness yes hell yeah hell yeah well nevada increased their minimum wage to 12 dollars. i heard nebraska went to 15 as well i think so some state over there some okay. corn some corn producing yeah. state <laughs> yeah very nice uh workers rights in illinois so yeah. in Illinois, they passed workers' rights amendment, so the right to unionize, uh, to prevent it from ever becoming like a right-to-work state. Which, sadly, we are a right-to-work state right we now. We are. So we're gonna let's talk organize, about, guys. Come we're on. Gonna talk about unions. I'm a big-time <laughs> union person, so yes. if you want to organize your workplace, reach out. We are here. Uh, as far as other wins, Vermont voted to ban slavery via prison labor, <laughs> and... Oregon voted to remove or to make slavery illegal finally. So that's big win for them. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe we're voting on that. I but know. Yeah, you know. Hey, I'll take the win, like I said. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of little wins all over the country. So it's, it was good. It just seems like maybe we're headed in a better direction than I thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you would have asked me, I mean, yeah, I, I thought we were set for a MAGA takeover. Um, yeah, and that's, this is all to say that, like, you know, electoralism is the least important form of civic engagement. Would you say the lowest bar, Evelyn? Maybe. Oh, Sydney, excuse me. Oh, coming out of the closet today. Um, I think it is the lowest bar, and I think, and these are all, like, topics we'll get into in future episodes, so, like, I think mutual aid networks are the number one way to push back against fascism and to build um, competing power structures to the government, uh, one thing like that that's really cool. So 
don't know if you guys know this, but Carissa is one of the founders of the Vancouver Free Fridge. And now we both work on that, which has been a really rewarding project. And Giselle Fetterman, John Fetterman's wife, runs a free store in the town they're from. So it's not just food, but anything for people. Oh, um, that's very cool. And that's how you show people you you care about your community. Because mm-hmm. um, ultimately, mutual aid is, it's not charity, it's mutual aid. Helping people, solving problems in your community that you see as a group, as a collective, and not depending on government is one way to build solidarity with each other. And then ultimately, you'll get the government you want because you're you are part of it, right? You are, mm-hmm. you are the, the stability in a lot of ways. I also think it's a great like first step for people who don't know how to, where to get their foot in as far as like volunteering and stuff. It's like, you're just bringing food or you're just, um, you know, cleaning yeah. up and checking temps and like, it's, it's, you know, you can do it by yourself as well. So like, yeah, um, it's not the same thing as speaking at a city council meeting yeah. or something about something you care about. Like it's, it's just a very nice, like easy access um, type of volunteer work that means a lot. So uh, yeah. And I guess we're plugging Vancouver Free Free yeah, right now. Like I mean, check us out. But <laughs> mutual aid is one way to get involved politically. You exactly. can also go to meetings and voice your opinion. You know, you can send emails and you can do, you know, like activism, like Monica, like shutting things down. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different ways. I think electoralism is the lowest bar, but that's also the only thing a lot of people have time for. So that is to say, definitely continue to vote, register to vote, check your registration. Now's probably a good time to say to check your vote to make sure it was accepted. If you're a Washington voter, you can Mm -hmm. go to votewa.gov and log in there and see the status of your ballot. And if your ballot does not say accepted, you can reach out to the county elections office or if you put your phone number on your ballot, like you were instructed, they will call you and you can cure that ballot to make sure it's counted in the final count. So yeah, I think we're just saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, that just voting every two years or you know, hopefully every two years, um, every four years, some people is effective, but not the most effective thing. It's important. We had some big wins, but yes. those big wins only were on the ballot because, because of the of organizing the on the ground. Exactly. Exactly. So whatever you have the capacity for, try to get involved. And if right now all you have is voting, great. You're here listening. Vote. And if you have any interest in exploring other avenues, again, reach out. We're super open to feedback and interaction. Yeah. And we're going to be talking a lot about those organizing opportunities, I think, com- going forward as well. Um, so I believe the very next one we're going to do is a big series on climate change. Uh, in case you guys didn't catch like our first couple episodes, um, Sydney is a climatologist, um, so an expert in the field. So we're going to do, um, not sure how long the series will be, but it's going to be all things climate change. Um, we're going to talk about climate solutions and we're going to talk about um, climate action as well. So like all those things, like what can we do our, in our community? What's already being done? We have so many exciting things uh, hearkening back to like the climate action framework um, that Vancouver City Council has um, in the works. So that's next. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to do a labor organizing unions podcast. Um, hopefully soon we will be doing a civil disobedience like slash demonstrations podcast um, with some local awesome people. Um, I'm hoping to do one on mutual aid and how to start your own mutual aid network. Yes. Yes. We, we should definitely do a mutual aid one. I, I definitely agree. Um, 
And, and if, I know, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, if you have ideas, send us a message. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like, like there's so much more we could be doing by way of mutual aid. So absolutely. Um, and then I know we are going to be talking to Rebecca Smalls again for what's next for the climate action framework for the city and something about like a mass tree planting that they have planned or something. So something they got some be money from the IRA for yeah. tree planting, which is great to improve our canopy, reduce urban heat island effect, all that stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. And once again, like I'm sure you can help out with that and um, make some cool friends network and get involved in the community. So those are some cool things we got going coming up we've got endless podcast episode ideas and also (laughs) share your podcast episode ideas with us as well but and share the podcast and if you guys don't mind reviewing us on apple podcast that goes a long way yeah i hate to be that like subscribe like (laughs) review (laughs) but it actually is helpful um and share with friends that are local because we're trying to make connections and this maybe hopefully will turn into a way to build another little network of people who are like-minded and can work together to push for the world we want. Exactly. And this is, this is all about trying to change people's minds as well as organizing. So like as many people as we can get to listen, like, please, please share. Um, cause we could, I really think we can have a big movement here in Vancouver. We already kind of do, but like, I, you know, the sky's the limit really. And I think it doesn't have to be D versus R. I think when you get down to the minutia, we're all just neighbors Exactly. If you're sick of Democrats, so am I. Cool. Yeah. Let's organize on something local anyways yeah. that has nothing to do with Republicans or Democrats. Yeah. Feeding, feeding people is not political. It's political, but so, it's not. For some reason it is. But it's yeah. not partisan, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's lost is that we somehow seem to think we're on opposite sides of every issue when most of our issues are just kitchen table issues we all face. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think keeping that in mind and it's not D versus R. It is us versus, you know, the, the tyranny at the very tippy, tippy <laughs> top, the Peter Thiels. And so I think building, and it, honestly, it feels better. It feels better to look at your neighbors and to think we're all in this together mm-hmm. than to look at them as the enemy. Like, oh, are you the one with the Kent sign? Exactly. Like, I think that does a lot for your mental health. The quality of life is to maybe make those connections. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely bond on that level <laughs> instead of worrying about let's know. join together for that millionaires tax in washington guys come yeah. on yeah <laughs> oh and we should plug so whole washington if you're not aware of there is a movement here for single payer health care here in washington and maybe we'll have the whole washington people on to discuss that as well and find out kind of the status of that project yeah because um yeah i'm really not clear because i saw them just out getting signatures still okay and i thought they would have been already had to like turn those in and then you know i i just didn't think it made it on the ballot this time um so i i'm not exactly sure the status of that we will definitely like get an update on that but and we'd love to talk to those people they said they're um they're very interested cool um yeah there might even they do sometimes like special elections in like may so So maybe it's something like that yeah, yeah we'll reach out and find out and update you guys cool and with that thank you for your service jamie and congratulations to marie And Kent, happy belated Veterans Day.